getting through this in Hunter, New York. And I'm Scott Blakeman on Manhattan's Upper East Side. About three months ago, I carefully wrapped 10 audio cassettes from the 1960s to the 1990s and shipped them off to become a digitized time capsule. And yesterday, these previously unlistenable moments in time finally came alive for the first time in over 40 years. I've only made my way through a part of the riches that await me on the thumb drive, and the volume is lower due to the tape quality over the years, but what I've uncovered truly is time travel. I was taken back to 1970 as Kurt Schenkel excitedly set up the championship game matchup between Willis Reed and the Knicks and Wilt Chamberlain of the Los Angeles Lakers. I heard the Madison Square Garden crowd roar when the injured Reed was announced in the pregame introductions and he limped out onto the court. Even the youngest in attendance then, Tommy, are now well into their senior years. And on a more personal note, I found one of the earliest known recordings of my stand-up comedy performances that I did at the now defunct Vogue Cafe in the East 60s in 1978. There's so much more that I will continue to uncover over the next few days as I open that digitized capsule that has gone unheard for so long. Scott, what you describe is indeed audio time travel that only in the last 130 years has been possible. Think of it. For all of time before Edison's first wax cylinder, capturing living words and sounds and well, listening to them again and again, why, it was just a crazy dream. And remember, for all of time, Scotty, listening for all of time, that's billions and billions of years times infinity. We're talking about capturing the sound of a soul and bringing it back to life at will. And for billions of years, humans could not even dream of that. Or if they did, they were punished for being crazy. While we're talking about the capturing of sound of the soul, there was a time not so long ago when to even speak hopefully of such things could get a person punished for witchery or sorcery or both. But in those days, probably witchery, depending on your lawyer and the makeup of the jury, let's be honest. Your audio time adventure might have been an early science fiction story by H.G. Wells, Scotty, or Jules Verne. And it should have been on the cover of a 1902 Scientific America. But we're hearing about it right now on this futuristic podcast. Digitized cassette tape recordings took your ears back in time to listen to a younger version of yourself, to hear him perform stand-up comedy on possibly his earliest public performance. Well, it must have been magic. We listeners can only wonder what it would be like. Of course, it is not for us to know if we shall ever get to hear it for ourselves. It may be that such a time journey to one's younger self is such an emotional and personal experience that you want to protect us from even a tiny bit of the reunion across time. So I think I speak for a sizable chunk of our listening audience when I say that we are grateful to stand outside and press our faces against your window, so to speak, and just appreciate that special time you must have had with a younger version of yourself at the now defunct Vogue Cafe in the 1970s. Well, Tommy, and again, this is all in the early stages. Of course, all the great excavation, the great work, the opening of time capsules, uh, the, the you know, discovery of, of, of civilizations long yes. gone. 
they don't do it the first day. Like, mm -mm. got something. Okay, let's show it to the No, no, no. So I'm carefully curating and going through. And again, it's uh, ironically, Tommy, you know, the process of putting a thumb drive in a computer, clicking on the file, waiting for it to, and then it's hard to turn off the other file. Yeah. It's harder than merely inserting an old audio cassette into a <laughs> non-existent tape recorder. Yeah. It was much so You popped it in and, and it would go on. Right. So it's actually arduous going through it. And That's also a little hard listening to my 23-year-old self, even though it was uh, fascinating. And I do remember this Vogue Cafe and, and the woman who ran it and it was sort of a character who I'm sure had a show business history herself. And we, we I mean, and again, yes, do our listeners want to hear it? Of course, but I also... Don't want them to have to strain the way I did. To, to oh, God forbid, Scott. No, no, I, I think this is right. This is what I was hoping would happen, is that yeah. it would be drawn out. I, I think our listeners probably are impatient. You know, they're they're ADD-type people. They're used to getting what they want uh, and just with a press of a button, this streaming. We don't wait for shows anymore. Oh, the Beverly Hillbillies, you have to wait until Wednesday at 8.30, <laughs> and then you turn on the channel, too. No, 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 no. Life is not like that anymore, Scotty. No. But this, in a way, brings back that se that sense of looking forwardness. We never look forward to things anymore because no, we, no, exactly. we expect them to be instant. Well, that's what we do on this podcast so often. Where, yeah, we go back in time. We're very much of the moment, certainly, and our times that we live in. But we also appreciate uh, the way it was done in the past. And uh, not everything was on demand. And, and you know what? Life was pretty good waiting till Wednesday at 830. Yes. I never. I don't remember people in those days going. I don't listen. I don't think I can make it this week to Wednesday at eight thirty. It's too long. No, because you had other shows in its design spot. Tuesday at eight. Well, the grand surprise of all, all in the family. Tuesday at nine thirty on Channel ABC. Not promoted at all. And what a blessing Mr. Lear gave us with that. So now everything has to be. And now it's more of a, a, a job. Oh, I'm behind. I got to catch up on. Yeah, I got eight episodes to watch of this one before the new season and. So uh, we're bringing back a more gracious time, perhaps. Tom. Well, that's that's there's no doubt about it. And also you're building up your PT Barnuming. It's I mean, there'll, there'll be word of mouth. Will he won't yeah. be? We don't even know if you will be able to. Uh, well, we know you're able to play back these moments yeah. from your past. But will you be emotionally ready? You said it yourself, Scotty. We all heard it in real time. You said it was fascinating, but it was hard to hear your younger self. Two things, two uh, adjectives, I guess you'd call it, uh, that seem to be in conflict with each other, and yet they live together in these recordings. Yes, well, it was fascinating, fascinating yet yeah. hard to hear. Well, I guess uh, it's always, I guess, we performers listening to yourself, even uh, today or watching, it's even if it goes well, it's a little, uh, a slight bit of a unease in some way even if it's a, a Scott, well you're a perfectionist Scott. Yeah, yeah you want oh i missed that i didn't dot that i <laughs> because i'm one of the few who actually you know dots uh, dots right, the eyes performing singing <laughs> speaking i i'm doing it by hand and you know powerpoint and yeah. so you know it gets more complicated but in those right. days you didn't not in 1978 no. so that was a different you didn't thing. have powerpoint in 1978 no no we didn't days. know we didn't have it either no we didn't and we weren't, uh, we weren't going around De uh, decrying the fact uh, would that be the right word decrying the fact that we didn't have powerpoint who knows what we don't have now that we oh, don't so, know that we don't have and it. thankfully we didn't know it was possible because your life would be consumed with the uh, if you only had powerpoint if you only had something where all the things like someone you know would be the biggest curse tommy yeah. someone back in 1978 who knew 
what the future was. That's always in these yeah. movies and shows. If only I could predict the future. Well, I don't want to really. No. I could predict it, but I'd rather be wrong because yeah. if I knew what the future was, think about how impatient you'd be till it got there. Yeah. If you couldn't go there on one of our, you know, time machines. So uh, I'm glad, uh, you know, I didn't know what was in 2022 back in 1978. I just wow. Really you know, that's it. interesting. I didn't even know what I didn't know in 2022. Yeah. So, uh, um, but now I'm retro, you're right, I'm retroactively glad because I'd be like, well, when are we going to get these wonderful little picture phone devices that you can do this thing you call a podcast on? Like all these things we don't e- didn't even know the names of No, no back no. in 1978. This is what's so fascinating too. And I think why people do look forward to someday hearing even a snippet, even a fraction of one second. Not, not even a whole word, but just a, sil- a part of a syllable from that recording would be a thrill for uh, uh, all of our listeners. And then they would tell other listeners about it. But for now, I think just the idea that we look forward to maybe, maybe not. You don't even know whether you'll hear this performance. But the, for you, you actually did hear it. And that's to me that is like meeting your younger self like no you, it you... wasn't i don't remember it sounded sounded like me it wasn't i had a whole i think actually i feel like ironically i'm being uh i'm 44 years old i have more energy and more animated in my performance because this is really one of the first few but i enjoyed what i heard and just uh but i was curious to get through other things and still as i said much more to get through and it's, and it's actually more cumbersome doing it through a computer, through these digital. Well, that's fascinating too. That you were able in the in the day when this was made, you just clicked. And it's hard to even explain to young people now what it was like to just click a, a cassette into a cassette recorder. This device, this a cassette, and you would click it in. There's no clicking things in anymore. No, nobody no. clicks anything in. Very just, rarely, occasionally, <laughs> your print cartridge, ink cartridges, yeah, printer. That's and even that is kind of fun. Like, what? What do you mean, click? A lot of kids, they don't know. They, they don't know. They, they even the sound is strange to them. Yeah. I'm not even sure that they that word click is in their vocabulary. Yes, uh, that's uh, true. Yeah, be, except because, clicking the uh, mouse, perhaps yes. on there. But that's the only uh, connection they have. But yeah, so it was. And those were the gold standard. You had these, and you schlepped these yeah. around, and then they got smaller. That was the breakthroughs, where it was more like a Walkman size cassette recorder and we all comics dutifully took them with me on our shows and we'd set them up on a stool once i lo- left mine in the bathroom at the grand comedy U grand on on west uh broadway and grand street and uh i i never found it again. scotty never. the same thing happened to me i left it backstage at the comedy U. that was a place where it was a black hole for uh, cassette recorders. And yeah. clearly, like, the, the, uh, nobody warned me, but, uh, you know, if you, uh, oh, you're going to go comedy, you don't bring your cassette recorder. Nobody <laughs> said that. No. And also what I think may happen, because, of course, that neighborhood when we were there was not a well-discovered neighbor. Now it's a very Tony place. Maybe if they built a condo but had to demolish what was there, they'll uncover a treasure trove yes. of cassette recorders long gone from the you know, the 80s and and uh, and perhaps my Sony with a brown suede case, which was so beautiful, would be discovered then. Oh, my Sony. It was the trimmest Sony I had ever owned. I usually get those off brand names and they and that took forever to get repaired because they always broke. But it, it, back then, we actually took cassette recorders to repair places. 
Uh, I mean, I, I, it, it boggles the mind to think that I actually did that. But these are rec- cassette recorders, and it, and they would often break down. And you would, yeah. I, I remember waiting forever because I had a guarantee on it. But Scotty, they, they would be, uh, they would be stolen, and and it, it you know, it was, uh, it, it or misplaced or whatever. Or misplaced. And again, or- getting back to what, what we didn't know. Who could the other night? I I, I did my first set in several months. Uh, uh, at a fine restaurant in Soho, and uh, uh, this one comic who was going after me, as so many do now, set up her iPhone on a on a tripod and clicked video, and there was a crystal clear video of her. Now the thought of us at Comedy U, and you know, in the in the eighties, getting videos of uh, I remember you NBC color cameras, yeah, and- lugging it in and, <laughs> and getting a giant reel to. You know, it's been possible. So yeah. that's truly the the future. We're thinking of what we're doing, what we can do now. Right, and we didn't know that we couldn't do it then. That's what you're saying. Yeah, well, that's, that's the that's most the, important thing. Yeah, the worst. That's the, he who knows know we what. The, yeah, well, the expression I'm getting is from the French. He who knows what the future is has difficulty living in the present. Wow, that's, uh, maybe miss it's translated. No, I think so. that's probably yeah. better than the French version. It's probably yeah. the French version has too many syllables. I yeah. like I like your version. He who doesn't know what's and, and we don't know what we don't know. Like we don't know what we're living without right now, Scotty. We think we've got it all. But in the future, 20 years from now, they'll look back 40 years from now and just shake their heads at us right now. You and me. Oh, you're still walking on the floor. You mean your your feet are pressed against you don't have jet shoes that keep you hovering above the floor i'm walking on a floor right now which people have done since time in memoriam i believe right they always say that yeah now also what we're doing holding our iphone in the air walking into it will that be as laughable as those 1940s black and white pictures of the (laughs) announcer radio announcer with his finger in his ear on the old side like tilted a little bit (laughs) on an angle as uh, uh, not that we mock it we we revere it but will it look as old as that yes it, it, right. And, and, and um, obviously, iPhones will eventually eventually fly and yeah. follow you around the room so you can your hands will be free. Right now, yeah. I feel like I'm back in Amish country <laughs> holding on to my iPhone with my five fingers. Yes. And again, Tommy, let me go back as a callback to our episode about the case. Yeah. Uh, the phone case, which I take a little aside. I, as I remember, I said on the podcast. Holding it is so much easier. Doing this podcast, holding it without a case and a smooth, glossy, clean lines is easier than the blocky case. Now, if a little aside, Tommy, it could be a whole episode, but I'll just do a quick aside. The case arrived, Tommy, and it was a different one than I thought it was. No. It's so indestructible, though, that almost comically so, (laughs) you almost would forget you even don't have a phone. You just think you're carrying some body armor. And there was a, a large belt clip on one side, which why would I ever do ever anyway? And it's unusable. It's I, you know what I did? I made that mark. I looked at it and said, no, no, not for me. What? I'm going to risk all what could happen. I want to keep be caseless uh, or find one that's much slimmer. And uh, but this thing is is just uh, a whole other world. I'm going to try to if I can get a few dollars for it, but I will never. I can't use that case. It's, it would be as if. Yeah, I would take away the phone and ju- what I thought before I, I lost some of the qualities yeah. of the phone. But this would be 
Well, so ironically, the more protected you are, the yeah. less enjoyment you get from said phone. Wow, that's interesting. So you, a bullet could strike you right at where that phone was <laughs> and you would be fine. Your phone would be fine. Uh, that's so the one it, good argument for, yeah. for using the case. Yeah, right, right. I think that is a good argument. It, and obviously, it's a small you're only protecting a very small section of your body. <laughs> Unless but you're, you're protecting your entire phone. So that's the, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, or you could wear but that way it would lead to people getting several phones. But then that would sort of defeat the purpose of oh, having just covering a your phone. body with phones. Yeah. Like, yeah. like 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 ancient uh, Jap uh, Chinese armor uh, with just just plates and plates and plates of but 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 actually phones. So yeah, they, uh, I mean, you uh, could, as an armament because these phone carrying uh, devices are so, so powerful. Are yeah, so, then you'd have to add all these new lines, and that would be more expensive. So that gets into a, a tricky area. But I have oh to yeah say yeah, that, it's not practical. Scott. No, no, it's, it's not better practical. to outlaw guns. It's just I would say so. Yeah, a lot of people say, "Hey, let's make the iPhone cases even stronger." <laughs> what about that's basically they're already saying. Well, what about just getting rid of guns? No, no, no. The iPhone cases, <laughs> uh, an iPhone case, a good in a, with a good guy, a good yeah. guy with a <laughs> strong iPhone case. So uh, of course. You know, so that's that's their you know sad argument. But Tommy, the the headline, and yeah. I'm sure I'll refer to this in for future podcasts. But yes. I have not put the case on, and I won't. I'm continuing the. Wow, that is amazing. Uh, so, but yeah. you also speak to something about the future that we didn't know that we were going to have, which is the ability to just order things online. By yeah. the way, we didn't even have that term no fifty years ago, but you'd order things online pressing the buttons of this typewriter-like device uh, or, or your actual phone itself. Yeah. And then you get something and it's not to your liking, you send it back. Now, a lot of people are saying that's actually, uh, uh, there are some people who are saying that's not the most carbon-friendly way of shopping and that actual retail, when you go to a store, you look at the different phones, you say, oh, not that one, not that one, that one's the right one. Yeah. And then you walk out, that's actually, but this is, sending things back and forth uh, and in a way it, it, that system has made things more uh is more carbon unfriendly right? well and i straddle both worlds i mean on the one hand i do many orders the other night uh ordered another j crew t-shirt in the palm of my hand on the phone and it was all there and the rewards and everything but i would love to what's happening now a lot of stores carry much of their inventory online and not always in the store the store can be as like a show place but it may not have everything so you have to sort of stra of course i'd rather go to a store and 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 you know touch the merchandise feel the soft cotton uh go in a thin discover that what a luxury a belt, that is a, a, that it has a belt buckle loop i mean the idea first of all yeah. how wrong i don't know where you got it amazon whatever but how they don't know you with their advanced uh, artificial intelligence would know that anybody who knows scott blakeman knows you would never have a phone hanging from your belt well yes of course well this it, is a, a be careful what you wish for scenario because actually i my hat's off to otterbox because they had this policy where uh I went online and said, oh, we, if it doesn't work, uh, please get it back. We'll just get you another one for free. And I just thought, oh, that's not possible. And I very quickly on the phone, I was able to do it. But when I looked at to see what was available, I thought, oh, this seems what I had. I think I had the commuter. This was the Defender, which is a military grade iPhone case, apparently. And uh, so I, I don't fault them. I, I, it was ten dollars with, you know, a shipping and handling. But I should have maybe looked at it more carefully. I was just so happy I was getting something for it. But then but I, realized Scott, I didn't really want what I could have gotten. I, I, 
Uh, and again, a belt uh, clip, which really can't be removed. Uh, you know, the, I don't know who uses that. It's a, it's a very small. Yeah. Well, uh, defenders, obviously yeah. it's people who are defending our nation. And, yes. And, and we, 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 we salute them and thank them for their service, you know. <laughs> for their service. And, and, uh, uh, but yeah, that's the type of thing where you need to grab your phone without going into your pocket. When you're in the battlefield, you have to be able to just reach down and oh yes, right there. it like really fast and make your call, and then uh, yeah, if you get a text, you don't have to reach in. And then right. and, yeah, that, that's <laughs> what it. So, it, but here is I'm they have a great customer service policy. They yeah. sent me this thing basically for free. It's like a sixty-five dollar case, and I didn't want it. I, I'm sticking with what I have, which is nothing. The case for no case. Wow. <laughs> That is this this case continues the idea. Uh, and, and this is again, I'm so proud of this podcast. I know I shouldn't be. I should be humble. But <laughs> the fact that that we take uh, we don't just make one episode about a phone case. Uh, it's a whole series where we dig deep into the phone cases and the oh, pluses yeah. and the minuses. I mean, I'm carrying this phone case. I don't think that much about it. But now I am because of this podcast. I'm oh, yeah, yeah. How this is. And how this probably wouldn't uh, defend me against flying bullets. And and I look at this and I think, wow, it, it, it's it's trim. It functions very well. Like, I'm amazed at how you can press the button in a case. And well, it I know the button on the phone. It, well, it, that's another reason I looked at it. And I said, I know there's openings for it, but I don't see how it looked like it was all covered up. So. And now it's I have such ease uh, doing it. Another thing, Tommy, I do notice as I walk, especially in these summer months with shorts on, how the caseless phone, it takes up much less of room. It's very slender in the pocket. I can't even imagine trying to jam this armor uh, case into my p pocket because it just uh, uh, wouldn't really uh, work. So, again, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. Uh, but it's just not for me. And by the way, Tommy, to, to the purists out there, I yeah. said, hey, I thought you were talking about digitizing audio cassettes. Well, our loyal listeners will laugh at that heartily and good naturally. <laughs> That's not what we're all about. We're about everything. And we're That's right. free to jump from we one topic. We have no idea. Yeah. We, we go where this conversation takes us. We don't, we don't tell the conversation where to go. The conversation no. is the boss, guys. Absolutely. And this is, uh, and our listeners talk about, as you said, rightfully, Tommy, people want to know someday, will we hear the, the <laughs> cassettes? And I'm sure they will at some point. But they also were saying, half of them at least, well, I wonder what ever happened with that case. Scott said it was going to be arriving. <laughs> so could it have been a, a, a totally uh, a separate episode? Of course. Yeah. All of life could be a separate well, episode. it's breaking news, Scotty. Sometimes it's breaking news, Breaking right. news cuts in on the story and, and takes us uh, uh, over to, the, uh, to another part of the world. And, oh, and yeah, yeah. And I don't need to tell you, Tommy, as evidenced by our book, you know, um, uh, 12, 12, day, 12 uh, minutes that... Uh, uh, a crisis of confidence, 12 minutes to change podcast forever. Uh, we're known for our transparency. So yes. what if it got out? Oh, yeah. Whatever happened to the case? Oh, yeah. I got it a couple of weeks ago. I didn't really want to. Wait a minute. Oh, you got it a couple of weeks ago and you didn't say anything. I mean, uh, so we're preempting again those headlines. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's that is one thing we do not do is we do not just leave stories behind and let them fester and and grow moldy and it, it, um not literally moldy but um you know we don't we don't just uh we 
we we I always hated it when these shows like sitcoms and cartoons there'd be some amazing thing somebody would be uh, the main character would be made the king of some country and then the next episode they'd be back to normal back in Brooklyn uh, living yeah. their Brooklyn life and, and and they don't even reference the fact that they had been the king in the previous episode I think a lot of our listeners are listening to this right now and, and gnashing their teeth and saying hey it's about time somebody spoke out about against oh, that practice oh yeah, we're no gaps there's no things and all of a sudden we're back and no that it's uh we, we keep suddenly it. we don't we're we're not talking about uh, uh phone holders and uh or what what are phone cases yeah and well the then case there's for some... no case we're not we haven't dropped that uh just because we had an ex because you had an amazing time travel experience that we can only wonder about, and we will be wondering about for weeks to come. Probably. Well, I put it out there just as a framework. You, you, the listener. Well, of course, some uh, sports my listeners will remember that grand moment. The Knicks only, uh, well, uh, at that time was the first championship, and and literally Willis Reed, and they didn't think he'd even play, but he limped out on the court, and he hit the first shot. And that just sent the Knicks uh, on their way. And, uh, and I guess I, what I used to do was, Tommy, uh, tape off the television set. Yes, and I think I edited it a little bit. But even in those days, 1970, now there would be the pregame show for three hours, the postgame for three hours. It would just be, go on forever. Oh, yeah. This was very kind of modest. It was like, well, and that's it. The New York Knicks have won the NBA championship by a score of 107 to 99. We'll be back with more after this. I mean, just, uh, yes. We'll be, at, we'll be back with no more after this. Yes. We're done. That's it. Uh, they'll be no back just to say goodbye, but nothing show. really else. Yeah. Everything yeah. was so much bigger than the Super Bowl. We didn't remember? know, Scotty. In no. those days, we didn't know we were getting shortchanged from post-game shows that we that that would one day take up hours and hours. Oh yeah, and, and they the didn't have day. anyone else. There was no one sitting yeah. in a studio somewhere. It was just them, Chris Shankle yeah. and whoever his able uh, uh, color commentator was, and and uh, you know it, that's what it was. But it was didn't take away the joy that we had when our team won. Uh, so no, we, but yeah. it is time I, travel. I don't like these systems where they take away the joy when your team is <laughs> run. Like where they just say, "Oh, your team has won." But do not be joyful. There is sadness in the world. I don't like that way of no. sports casting. No, and no. I'm, I'm, and I'm glad that they don't do that. You know, that they don't say, yes, maybe your team has won. Maybe your team lost. But it's not going to change the sadness that exists in the world. Like, that, no, no. That's then they, bad yeah. sports casting. No, and there was certainly sadness in 1970, but they didn't bring it up. And Chris no. Schenkel, who... No longer with us, I believe, but he uh, did everything. He did bowling on ABC and huh. basketball. These guys would do everything. And Wide world sports, of sports. Wide world of sports. And, of course, the great Jim McKay. It was a different kind of sports guy. It was very these reputable, credible, actually almost newsmen. Like, uh, And in the case of some sad sports stories, they were forced into the role of being sort of news people. Now they're uh, – I mean, there's good ones, but it's, a, it's just a different tone. They're sort of very opinionated and loud and sort of uh, – that almost the way our news has gotten in general in some uh, quarters, but uh, but Tommy, in many an ways, ongoing Scotty, you're an archivist now. Yeah. Is it possible that that game is you can get the full taped version on YouTube? Yes, but what you have is something very special. You have the sound that was listened to by the ears of a younger Scott Blakeman. Yeah, and you can in in that sense you experience what you heard. In your ears. It's a little weird, but it, it is possible with this amazing cassette recorder. Now, 
of course, some people would say, are there tapes of you talking, like talking to your sister oh, or sure, arguing? Sure, sure. Well, that's we're gonna we we reference that uh, December. Uh, I believe it was the nineteen sixty six sixty seven New Year's Eve, New Year's. Uh, I'm gonna be seeing. Maybe that's in this first. Uh, what do they call it? Um, what's the word they never use? Only except recently uh, during on MSNBC. Tranch, tranch, tranch. Yeah, I never heard it. And yeah, yeah next tranch. That tranche, yeah, it it came up in in the um, uh, the big co- housing collapse of two thousand eight. It was all about tranches of of sub uh, prime uh, loans that would be sold from place to place. Tranches. That's when we first hear or the word. So you have a tranche of tapes that you're listening. You can't listen. It's not all at once. You have to take it tranche by tranche. Oh, and I have many many boxes of them that have not been digitized. But you know what, Tommy? Surely I will digitize some because they do disintegrate. That's why probably the volume is low. But you know what, Tommy? You know what I've been inspired to do by this journey, yeah. which is at its uh, uh, infancy? Find on eBay an old cassette recorder and pop these babies in and hear it the way it was meant to be. Uh, and some may not be uh, need to be digitized. Wow. And, and yes, some of them, the very rare ones should be to preserve it. But uh, I, I'm inspired to really go back in time and use the actual device. And by the way, Tommy, as you know, we've talked about it, the RQ3100S Panasonic that I had when I was 12 years old. I have been searching for it. And what a story that would be if I could own that again. Well, Scotty, if you could do that. And now we're not making the promise that that'll happen on a future podcast. But let me express the wish of our listeners. We hope someday to hear that click, Scotty with that t- tape player and click it in there. And then we hear the sounds of the past. So we will, f- uh, I believe it'll happen one day on this podcast that we will hear the sounds of the past. Oh yes. Yes. Uh, and uh, uh, the way it's meant to be heard, not in the just- way it's meant to be heard on, on an uh, old cassette tape recorder. We, we can't say when this will happen uh, or even for sure if it will happen. But it's it's a dream. It's like send a man to the moon type of a thing. You know, we we forget the big things in our life. You know, the big let's send a man to the moon or let's go to the to the bottom of a volcano. Like whatever happened to diving into the bottom of vol- of uh, live volcanoes? We don't do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh <laughs> <laughs> and maybe for good reason. Again, I'm not as well versed. Well, that, that, that might seems be, like that might be one that probably it is good reason. Yeah, not to do. yeah. That that's actually. Let, you know, let let me just go back and say, we send a man to the moon, and 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 we don't we don't do the big things like let's let's put a cassette in an old cassette, original cassette player, and play it on a podcast. Yeah, we, that we is make, a beauty. We don't of, dream those big dreams. Anymore. But we do on this podcast, and then also it's possible. Think of. I mean, the fact that remember when you're growing up, you lost something as in our cassette recorders in its day or many other objects. You never dreamed that you would ever be able to get it again. How would you how would you get one again once they're not sold anymore? So literally, you could virtually get almost every product that ever was made and that you owned or an album, uh, anything. That, oh, yeah, I don't ever happened to that. You can get it. So that's On something, eBay. an area that's really not discussed enough. No. Getting it, I, the time's well three to four weeks from now, getting it back, how you can find the artifacts of childhood right. that gave you joy, you know, and, online. And basically the article would be go on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be essentially what the journalist uh, 
would eventually say, yeah. Would eventually say, after lots of other words and about yeah. his own personal experience and his loss of some baseball or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so, but and Tommy, you have your own uh, excavation to do yeah. as, as boxes surround you, I believe, still at your Manhattan residence. And, and uh, they may not go back to age 13, but certainly there's some time travel involved. No, some of them there. do go back to age 15. And, oh, wow. and, and my old uh, art notebooks uh, where I oh. um, uh, write about art and uh, are very relevant to today and, um, you know, are not, it's amazing, but this is all pre-museum stuff, you know, stuff that's mm. literally you'll talk about it. We just had that stuff in, in, cardboard boxes sitting around an apartment are you kidding yeah it wasn't behind bulletproof glass <laughs> so uh this is all in advance of the great podcast museum uh, of the future i suppose oh yes and and the artifacts is much like this young scott blakeman not young 15 years ago going to cooperstown in the famed baseball hall of fame where i spent literally the whole day broke for lunch uh, my wife at the time was very uh, accommodating and let me just stare, especially at the old uniforms. And uh, so, uh, you know, we're doing I mean, as we say many times, this is time travel that you, the listener, can do without a fancy time machine that we will have eventually. But you don't <laughs> need to wait for that to do your own uh, very effective kind of time travel. No, it's absolutely is time travel. And really, it's sort of. Uh, a tease for the the actual hearing of the uh, of these sounds uh, of the you know of the past uh, that is absolutely an amazing thing to me i truly do believe that it is time travel you actually are hearing of yourself i mean that's never ever been done before it is something we start out this podcast marveling at um the conversation took us to another part of, uh, uh, of you know, the, the uh, inevitably all conversations go back to the phone case. Yes, uh, well, because that's where everything we're doing yeah, involves the phone and digital. Everything, everything really. Yeah, yeah. so it's we hard. did touch on that. Yes. Yeah, ultimately, I don't care if you're talking about world peace or or the, the West is drying up. And I do worry about the water situation, yeah. West. But ultimately, that's not going to stop me from, from musing on... Uh, a phone case and, and, and based on that and then getting back to where we all began uh going back 20 44 years to hear one of my first comedy uh explorations on stage and to hear bastard. that and and, uh, and i will listen to all of it and uh uh so and that's well just, that's again, exciting too so that yeah. so even you have not heard oh no i started entire, and uh, i uh, wanted yeah i just want to know what was on these things and i still have several files to get through so i will now but, but i'm marking them but Scotty, once I'm being organized, Vogue Cafe, you know, 1978, wow. so I can go back to it that's, in more that's, depth. But I want to get through, see what I have, so to speak, first. And then it's just the beginning, Tommy. But it's, again, but, to our listeners, you can yeah. do it, too. And, yeah. and, but, and by the way, to people who are, you know, the youngsters in the, in the listening audience who are planning to be archaeologists, listen to what you just said. You marked each one as to what was each cassette as to what was on the cassette and and so that that way you can identify it that's archaeology right there and that's yep. not archaeology 101 that's archaeology 303 exactly you need a prerequisite to take 101 yeah. and, and these are like pyramids scotty these tranches that you call are like yeah. the pyramids of ancient egypt you yeah know, they take yeah. time to explore and to a youngster today 1978 is just as old as 1400 bc it's really the same yeah 
thing. Yeah, so, it is uh, the same thing. It's, uh, it's so far in the past. And it's and, and you bring it to life is like bringing a mummy to life. So And again, when you bring things to life, you don't just quickly bring them to life. You want to make sure they're dressed properly and taken that, care of. So that's what I'm doing. And you look forward to it. You don't just yeah. say, hey, I bought a mummy to life. You say, hey, I found a mummy. I'm going to bring them to life It'll uh, at a certain point. Stay tuned. You want yeah, to- and I want that whatever you hear of me or anything else, I want it to be crystal clear instead of saying, yeah, that was nice. I could have waited longer to really hear it better. So we don't want to hear that comment from anyone. So we're going to wait, but we're not going to wait for me to say, uh, I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman. I'm always going to be Tom Saunders, and we're getting through this. <laughs>